Hello, this is Reverend Erechim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. All right, so today is Palm Sunday, but I, I want to share on the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. Because of the um, 21 days of rich we are in, and yesterday we had an awesome time going to witness. Let's give a big hand clap unto the Lord. And um, we got people saved. We led people to Christ. We invited people to church. And next Sunday, we want to see all of you in church. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow. Heavenly Father, we ask you that you speak to us this morning. We ask that you cause me to speak your mind to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Thank you, sound. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. So Paul writing to the Roman church because Paul didn't actually start the Roman church. He was in prison when believers had gone to Rome. And now, after that time, Rome was the center of civilization, the center of governance, the center of everything in the world because then the Roman Empire was ruling. So in writing to the Roman church, he was very clear on this point. That's why in chapter 1, he said, I long to come and see you that may impact a gift to you. Then he comes down here and he says that because those days, the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire was very tyrannical, very strong, strong people. Romans are very strong by their physique, their strength, their warriors. The Greeks are philosophers. So Paul in writing says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation. Then people thought that when you, you take over nations like Rome had done, you are a good philosopher, then you have got the power. But no, it says that, please, can you put the text there? My face is not necessary. The scripture is important. It says that, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for anyone who believes. And he was very emphatic at that first to the Jews because Christ came for the Jews and also to the, the, the Gentiles. So Paul is making us understand that as a Christian, you must not be ashamed of the gospel. They are Christians who never let people know they are Christians. Because they have a double life. In the office, they have life. In their community, they have a different life. But they come to church, they have a different life. This month is a month of the cross. Today, we see the cross as a symbol of glory. But the cross was a symbol of cursing and destruction. Today, we all wear chains with cross in our necks. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. People think, <laughs> I know people wear chains with cross in their neck. This was where our Savior 
suffered. Now, in the, in the Roman Empire, when you are condemned to die, now in our day, they have the electric chair, they have the lethal injection, but one of the ones that we are popular with in Ghana is the firing squad. When you are convicted of sin and you are supposed to be killed, they hang you on the cross on the highest level outside the city so that everybody can see you when you are hanging there. I get what I'm saying? Just as how we have the shooting range over there at Teshin. Praise the name of the Lord. So in those days, the cross was a symbol of suicide. So anyone who is hung on the cross is cursed. It means that the things that you have done is so grievous that you cannot be forgiven. You know some people do things that when even you are not a judge, you, you have judged them already. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So it was an erected um, um, tree uh, stick with a, a transverse being fixed. And in those days, after the death of Christ and resurrection, the early church even didn't use a cross. They used a the fish. Then persecution started, so they started using the fish, which was the fishes of men. The cross was not something that people had the joy of using. The cross was not something that people were happy about because they saw their savior, who was supposed to, they believed in, put in that space. Praise the name of the Lord. So today we have changed that we have crosses and um, I'm praying that God will help us that maybe one day when we finish this building we'll put a cross with light on top. So that when you are coming from Nigeria you see the cross. I was I was um, um, uh, driving through a city recently and I was showing the, the, the pastor wanted me to go through the city to see how the city looked like. So apparently the, the, the guy, then I was, I was showing the guy something that did he notice that until this new building that corporate companies are building like these IT companies and all, when we drove to the city, all the buildings that were church were the highest in the 18 or 16th until recently. So I was telling him that, you see, you see, you see how it is like. So the cross was something that has become glorified. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. Today, we wear the cross. I think, Melissa, I see a cross in your neck. That's why you stay in your neck, eh? Is there a cross? Oh, today, it's Caesar's A. I see. I thought that was a cross. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, did I say that? I'm coming. Let me just check this thing quickly. 3 verse 13. 3 verse 13, quickly. Said that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, that is what was written in those days. Curse is anyone who hangs on the tree. So the cross is a very critical thing, and the cross shows how our Savior died and to get a life. And you must not be ashamed of the gospel. Today, the cross is the symbol of glory and honor, a sign of the gospel. Praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes when 
uh, we all get something, we do this. The cross. But that cross was a cursed instrument. It was like somebody being shot from his squad when he has been judged. But Christ had to now be sacrificed. On Friday, I'll be dealing with that. The Passover lamb. Don't miss Friday's service. Because when he has passed over, everything will pass over us. Any calamity that has been prepared for you this year will pass over you. Don't sit in the house. Amen? When the world has set up a day like Good Friday, it's not just Good Friday. Something is in the atmosphere you must tap into. Praise the name of the Lord. So Friday, 8 o'clock, one service. We take communion, then we're out of here. So if we are going to make sure that the death of Christ on the cross and the re- our redemption is to benefit us and also others, what do we do? Number one, we must fulfill the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. We must fulfill the Great Commission. The Bible says here that and Jesus came and spoke to them that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. So the Great Commission is a very key thing. Now, the last words of a dying man is very critical. That's why sometimes when somebody in the family is passing on, um, uh, they sometimes come and ask you if you are there, what did he say? Because in everybody's life, the moment you are passing on, the moment you are living and transiting to glory, there is is very important the things you saw. What did he say? What did he say? He says that all authority after resurrected, as he was about to leave. So number one, he gave us his power. Go and make disciples of all nations in the name of the Father, the Son, teaching them to observe all what I commanded you. He gave us his presence. even to the end of this age. So Jesus, about to leave the earth, gave the church the great commission. How do we fulfill this great commission if you're not ready to go out and witness to people? Now, there are several ways and several ways of, of getting people saved. It's not only crusades. It's not only evangelism. Sometimes your personal lifestyle is just what it is. You are an epistle. You are an epistle. How you... I don't know about you. Well, whether you are in the office and somebody who is an unbeliever comes to ask you a question, how do I resolve this issue? Knowing that you are a believer. Because there are some of us, we are believers in church, but we are believers, we are unbelievers outside. The kind of schemes you do in the office against other people doesn't make you... Doesn't, you, you are not a Christian. 
So you can't witness to people. We are supposed to make sure that our lifestyles are ready. If you are in an office and don't call your sofu or sofu mami, whatever they call it, then your life is questionable. Oh, yes. In your office space, if you are about five of you in office and they can't call you that way jokingly, they can sometimes they'll just make it as if they are joking, but they're actually speaking who you are. If you're in a community, you live in a neighborhood, you live in a compound house, you live in a community that you are so somebody that you walk out of your house, you pay me. You come out and you see something around the area, you are angry and you are shouting. You are not a Christian. Are you getting me? So, so we have been given this thing. Number two, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. You are not only saved to go to heaven and judge everybody's sinner. And sometimes we can become people who stop people from coming to church. Because you are holier than thou. By grace have we been saved. Not by our works. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20. To 21. He said, and now therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God we're pleading through us that we employ you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You are an ambassador. You may not even open your mouth to preach to somebody necessarily. I must say don't preach. You have to preach. Get commission. Tell them. How would they hear if nobody preaches. But we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. I don't know whether when you see a crowd in a space, what you think. When you see people in a stadium, like the last uh, uh, Ghana versus Nigeria match. When I saw the crowd, I said, this is true, this is good. Are they all saved? I don't know whether you think about that. Are they born again? We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. So we are supposed to. So God through us is employing us. He's, he's putting pressure on us that we must. So it means that your credentials must be also be in line with the scriptures. Our lifestyle must show that you are a good Christian. Be a good ambassador of Christ. Wherever you find yourselves. Be a good ambassador of, of Christ. Not ambassador of Christ alone. Be a good ambassador of even the church you belong to. I am not saying that the church gets people saved. People should be who teaches you? What made you different amongst us? It's not about church, but it's the spirit in the house. There are some people until it's a funeral. Until it's a wedding, they will never step in church. I know of one of our friends who was growing up, passed on. The only day the father entered church was the day the guy passed on. And I remember Pastor Dixon was there to preach. That day the man gave his life to Christ. He lost a son who was a pastor. 
go to and he say me 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 jinya me do metna bunting pastor no preach we my baby tnas sorry dining very very recalcitrant but god has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is why we are that's what the, that, that's for the text on the screen Let's put the text on the screen, please. It says that for he who had no sin becomes that we might become a righteous. So if you begin to see yourself that you are not whoever you are in Christ is because of the righteousness of God. No matter how bad somebody is, you're ready to make a sacrifice for the person. He might be the bad boy in the neighborhood. He might be the guy who can swindle you and take your money. When he says look up, look down. But you have been given a ministry. And we must see them. So the question is, I want to sit in the car. When you meet people at the washing bay, when you meet them, what do you feel? Do you, do, will, you, will you be able to share the gospel with them? Amen? And sometimes until we step out of our space, we cannot, I was telling, um, uh, was it uh, I think I was teaching yesterday somewhere that sometimes because of what I do, everybody in my house is saved. Are you listening to me? Everybody in my office is saved. So when I drive from my house to my office, my space is sort of people are born again. Until I go to a workshop, I go to a supermarket, which I hardly do, I might not even come across somebody who is not born again. The question is that, I'm not saying I will not do, I do it. Yesterday was, it was a very exciting time witnessing to people. It was a very exciting. I was just excited. I was just happy. And they all were open up to God. But the question is that you meet other people daily. Those days when I take a taxi, Uber, oh, that nice Uber, before I get off, you are born again. I'll make sure because you have been given that ministry. And when you start speaking, it will amaze you. Yesterday, I was operating word of knowledge like that. I was on the field. Some of you want to operate in the word of knowledge. I met the guy, and I called him aside. I said, look, what you are going through is this, that, 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 that. And I was just laughing. And that is how the, the gift operates. You want to see God move in your life? Allow himself to use you to win souls. And I'm praying that Sunday we'll get him here. I told him that I want to pray a special prayer for him. Amen? Say, I'll be given the ministry of reconciliation. Because our righteousness is, for, is from him, not for ourselves. Number three, you must compel people. Last Friday, I spoke about Luke chapter 14, 23. Then the master said to the servant, go out onto the highways, the hedges, and compel them to come to my house that it may be filled. For I say to none of these those men who were invited shall taste the last supper. Some say compel. We must compel people to come to Christ. To compel, in the Greek means anakazo, to compel, to constrain, to necessitate, to force or oblige someone to do something. To bring about something by the use of force or pressure. Godly force, please. Force to come or go in a particular direction. Next Sunday, if you have to come to church late because you are getting somebody to church, be ready for that. 
Next Saturday, what we are going to do is that all of us, all the people we are inviting, we are reminding them, have you ironed your shirt? Have you checked the clothes you are going to wear? Have you polished your shoe? Have you packed your bag? Because I'm coming for you to church. Go and pick them and bring them. Compel them. Some of them will willingly come, but I wish that you will go and bring somebody. I was sharing with the church workers on Sunday about what the, the lighthouse, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. It's a very good concept, the bus center. So I live in Dowenya. What I'll do is that I'll pack my car and everybody I've invited from the Dowenya area will take a bus and come here at my cost. At my cost. That day I'm not driving a car. Nobody in Dowenya is driving his car. Then we come. If you're coming from school junction, you pack your car in the house. You take trotro. You just rent a bus and bring them compel them. I like some of the videos you see where the person is witnessing to the person. Let's go to church. Oh, I don't have, I don't have water. This is water. <laughs> the person is carrying a color of water to go and compel somebody to come. Say, I don't have shoe. I brought you a shoe. <laughs> I don't have a shirt. I'll give you another shirt. You compel them. You see, when you invite someone say, come to church, some people will come, but there are some people you must be deliberate. Am I speaking to you? Deliberate. So Sunday, be deliberate. I'll come and pick you. If that's the day that you spend extra for Uber, it is worth all the life. Because one soul is more important than all the wealth in the world. Compel. Put a bit of pressure. And before you bind them, pray. You don't have to go like that though. Pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, I'll compel. Our nakazu. Yes. If the person says, oh, well, call the person early morning at least by 6 a.m. Call the person. 10 o'clock service. 8 or 7 o'clock service. I'm coming to pick you. If it's oh, I'm busy, I'm coming. I don't know about you, but our friends, the Jehovah's Witness. When you are preparing palm no soup, <laughs> you are not pounding there. Palm. They say, we'll wait till you finish. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, I'll I'll compel people to come into the house of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So Sunday, I want us to compel people. Not only Sunday, but we must know that we must make sure that people shall be saved. Number four, now is the season. Luke chapter 4, verse 34, verse 5. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months. Then comes the harvest. But behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look. Look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. This is the hour to win souls. There is no any other time. He said the fields are white. It's Actually, it's more about um, cotton. The illustration Jesus was using, like cotton. You know, when cotton is coming up, it comes up white. You see the whole uh, field white. The whole, that's what we was using. That's when you harvest cotton. And Jesus was saying that, don't say another three months. Don't say, I'll make time tomorrow. Don't say that, oh, now I'm busy. I know that I'm doing some extra course. I don't have any opportunity to go out there. But I want you to know that you might be the one 
who will give somebody opportunity to know Jesus Christ. And I, I don't know about you, but I realize that in life, if you are not saved, it's a big deal. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an internal thing. So you must make sure that anybody you meet, you want to get a person to Christ. You know, we have family members that we have prayed for. They, they go back and forth. They're always giving trouble. You don't want to even pick their cause. But sometimes you have to still pray. I heard about a man of God whose mother prayed for him for 15 years to be born again. The fields are white. So every opportunity you get, let's preach. We might not have the opportunity again. And for me, everything happening around us, especially with the Russian war, I'm not a warmonger, I'm not trying to put fear, but for me, in my senses, in my lifetime, I don't think that with the civilization that is global that we should have diplomacy and how to solve issues with speaking to each other somebody can be that callous. It shows how life is short. It shows how life is short. Somebody by you, somebody you know, somebody who is a relative, somebody who is not safe is waiting for you to speak a word. You don't need the person to immediately follow you. Sometimes just drop the seed and walk away. Drop that seed in the person's heart. There are some things, I don't know if you've ever read something on the on the car or something that the thing is ringing, you went to your bed, you remember the thing, you went to your, <laughs> you woke up three days, you are still remembering that same statement that you said, that the just shall live by sin, by faith. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. So I want us to believe God that we should know that it is time. There's no other time. There's no other time. And we must know that when we get to heaven, apart from us, um, uh, receiving our crown or whatever it is white throne judgment they say the number of stars we have on our crown is depending on the souls we have won and the bible says he who wins a soul is wise so it's wisdom and when one soul is saved the whole heaven rejoices this morning i want us to pray for the specific person you are inviting on sunday the people who went out yesterday and beyond to go and follow up we are praying for all of them the ones who are not saved, the ones who are not committed, the ones who are on church, like we prayed. I want you to focus on those people and say, God, let the conviction of the Holy Spirit rise up on your feet. Let the conviction of the Holy Spirit fall on them. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray for them. Pray for your family members. Some of our family members are not still saved, some of them. They are born again, they backslide, they come back. But you want to pray and say, Lord, visit my family. Visit my home. Visit my children. Visit my cousins. Visit my siblings. Visit my father. Let there be conviction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To him who believes, Kila Mashata, first to the Jew and to the Gentile. Lift up your voice and pray, Malabajata Kabas.
We compel them from the byways, the hedges. We compel them to come into your house, Lord. Thank you that, Lord, you've made us New Testament ministers of the gospel. We release the spirit of righteousness. Lift up your voice and pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Every scale on their eyes should drop. Any demonic stronghold holding their life should break now in the name of Jesus. Any scale, any kind of influence, external influence on their lives in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the mention of your name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Today we trample up and serpents and scorpions and by all the power of the enemy. And we declare that your lives are released into the kingdom of righteousness. Father, give us the words to speak in the taxi, in the Uber, in the shopping mall, in the offices. In the name of the Lord Jesus.